Good morning. My name is Naraswami Diksha, and this is Naraswami Grandev. And we would like to welcome all of you, especially the guests here at the Expanding Light with First Timers, Yoga Teacher Training, How to Be a Channel of Divine Grace, Personal Retreat, and those who are watching us online. Uh, we just uh, a week ago just got back from the Holy Land of Israel, and we're so glad to be in the Holy Land of Ananda, <laughs> but not the pollen, <laughs> but Ananda. I'd like to read from Rays of the One Light, weekly commentaries on the Bible in the Bhagavad Gita by Swami Kriyananda. The topic of today, faith is a call to prayer. Prayer is a call to faith. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, Chapters 7 and 21, we read, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Verily I say unto you, If you have faith, and doubt not, if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. It shall be done. In all things, whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Paramahansa Yogananda showed by his own example that prayer is a power provided we believe deeply in that power. When our thoughts and feelings are strongly focused and then united in growing awareness to the divine presence within, they can bring even seemingly unrealistic wishes to fulfillment. When Paramahansa Yogananda was in charge of his school in Ranchi, India, he took the boys on occasional outings to the surrounding countryside. There was a waterfall not far away, he told Swami Kriyananda, where I took them sometimes. It was dangerous to cross there. But I would cry out to the boys, Do you believe in God? Yes, they would shout back enthusiastically. And so we always crossed in safety. Years later, after I'd gone to America, one of the teachers tried to do the same thing. But he lacked spiritual power. One of the boys slipped on a rock and was drowned. 
Thus, the Master explained, Belief alone is not enough. It must be united to one pointed awareness, which leads to self-realization. The Bhagavad Gita in the sixth chapter underscores the necessity for such one-pointed concentration. Whenever the mind, fickle and restless, wanders off from its concentration, let the meditating yogi withdraw it resolutely, spurning every distraction, no matter how alluring, and bring it back again and again under the control of the self. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. reading from the from Whispers from Eternity, a book of poems and prayer demands by Paramahansa Yogananda, but I'd like to read a little bit from the introduction first. You know, these last three weeks we've been through is where the commentaries have been talking about prayer, or some of the most meaningful to me of the, of the whole year, because Yoganandaji's teachings on prayer and the secrets of effective prayer are so powerful. And uh, they give me a chance to review that every year, if not more often. So I'd like to read a little bit from the introduction, and then we're going to do one of these prayer demands as an exercise. Just as a wet match when struck does not produce fire, so a mind saturated with restlessness cannot produce the fire of concentration, even when one makes great efforts to strike the cosmic spark. The flame of inspiration is hidden behind the lines of each prayer and demand in this book. Since, however, they must be saturated even so with the polluting waters of printer's ink, paper, and the individual's own intellectual associations, it is necessary to rise above all these distractions in order to bring forth the flame of wisdom out of each prayer demand. Different minds reading the same prayer cannot but interpret it differently and also feel it differently. The vast ocean of truth can be measured only according to the capacity of one's own cup of intelligence and perception. So will the inspiration behind these prayers and demands be felt according to the depth of one's own intuition and feeling. In order to benefit as deeply as possible from the God warmth in any of these prayer demands, take only one paragraph at a time from a single demand. Mentally picture the meaning. Visualize the imagery of the figures of speech and then meditate deeply on what is perceived until the fiery meaning, free from all word limitations, emerges. So as we 
go through this prayer demand. I'd like you to, it's, it's different image after different image. I'd like to invite you to, uh, when you find one that really resonates with you, stop there, stay there, let the rest of them go by. And really try to go to a deeper level with it. So I'll read them one by one. O Father, Thou art just behind my vision with which I see Thy beauty without. Thou art just behind my listening power with which I hear Thy voice in all creation. Thou art just behind my touch with which I feel Thy world. In the sweetness of flowers and in the zest of sustaining food lies hidden the essence of thy being, thine eternal sweetness. Thou art just behind the voice of my prayer. Thou art just behind the mind with which I pray. Thou art just behind my glistening feelings. Thou art just behind my thoughts. Thou art just behind my cravings for Thee. Thou art just behind my meditations. Thou art just behind the veil of nature's splendors. Thou art just behind the screen of my love. Behind all these mystic screens, reveal thyself as thou art. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. You know, as I uh, was preparing for, for a Sunday service, I ran across uh, another bit of another prayer that is not by Paramahansa Yogananda. You all know, of course, the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Well, this is the senility prayer. <laughs> God grant me to the, the senility to forget the people I never liked in the first place <laughs> and to run across those who I have liked and the eyesight to know the difference. <laughs> you know, the, the, 
the first verse that Swami Kriyananda chose for today's reading is, uh, oh, it sounds real good, doesn't it? Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. It sounds really easy. And as if to reinforce his point, maybe speaking to the senile people in the, um, in the audience, uh, Jesus actually repeated this in the very next verse. He says, everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it shall be opened. And I don't know about you, but it's never seemed quite that easy and methodical to me. I think there's another little component to it, which uh, Swami Kriyananda skipped ahead. You know, in this section is from the Sermon on the Mount, which is the longest, the longest piece of Jesus' teaching in the whole Bible. And it's loaded with with many of the big ones, uh, which is this one, as well as the Lord's Prayer, as be therefore perfect. Um, and uh, by their fruits, you shall know them. So Swamiji skipped ahead a little bit to the catch phrase, uh, where about faith, which Jesus didn't directly connect with prayer, but is really important to connect with prayer because without it, our prayers are half speed at most, and maybe less than that, because we're not repeating our prayers from a place of deep, deep conviction. You know, when, when we are not in total agreement inside of ourselves about the things we're saying, uh, it's pretty hard for them to have much power. When we were doing that chant, for example, Lord, I am thine, I am thine, be thou mine, you know, can't help but once in a while the mind wanders off onto something a little more interesting to you at that particular moment because the word, it's easy to stay with the words. They're not complicated because not, you know, our whole being is just not there at the time. And for prayer to really be what it can be, we need to be there completely with that with that faith that Swami was talking about. I wanted to read you a few quotations today. Some of them during an exercise, little exercise we're going to do later. But these are from Paramahansa Yogananda. And this first one is about faith. It says, Faith is the limitless power of God within you. It is the knowledge and conviction that we are made in the image of God. When we are attuned to his consciousness within us, we can create worlds. Remember, in your will lies the almighty power of God. When a host of difficulties come and you refuse to give up in spite of them, when your mind becomes set, then you will find God responding to you. And, you know, the question really becomes, how do I attune to that, to that, inner reality that's that's if that's the reality of my own being and I'm not necessarily conscious of that moment to moment how do I get in there to a deeper level and begin to feel that not just so that my prayers can have more powers but so that my life can be fuller so that I can be living it from from the place of of who and what I really am and I'd like to offer you a a little help with that today. As Diksha mentioned, we just got back from leading a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and it was really a beautiful experience. Tomorrow night here, 
uh, we're going to have a satsang where those of us who are on that pilgrimage from Ananda village will share our experiences and share some pictures. It was really, really very special. And it really, it brought home to me, once again, some of the very special aspects of being on pilgrimage, where you are in the places where great souls have been, and you have a chance to, to feel the vibrations that they leave behind. You know, I couldn't help but think as we, as we went to places like Capernaum and the Mount of Beatitudes and how Jesus, along with his disciples, uh, were, whether intentionally or not, it was just happening because of who they were. Yogananda said that all of Jesus' disciples were prophets, even Judas. He said even Judas would have had to have been a prophet in order to be one of the twelve. And when a group with that kind of power is, is walking around teaching, sharing, the vibrations are just going into the earth. And those of us who go there uh, can draw upon those vibrations. Uh, Swami Kriyananda used to put it to feel the, the joy that those disciples must have felt to be drawn to this great, great master, this avatar who had such, such power and, and such joy to share with other people. I often thought, uh, you don't really know from the Bible, it's, a, it's pretty much of a condensation of many things. So, but if you just read it literally, chronologically, you would think that those disciples had virtually, ne- had certainly never seen Jesus before and probably barely even heard of him before he was just walking along one day and he said, follow me. And they just dropped everything. Just dropped everything and went, they knew it wasn't, you know, for that day, follow him. It was, follow me. And what must have been awakened in these uh, supposedly simple fishermen was like a, uh, a veil was, was removed and they began to see what something of who they were and how being with this great master, Jesus, could complete that. So when you're in this, in this kind of an environment, uh, all these verses from the Bible and the scenes from the Bible start to, start to come alive. And not only that, but just the physical environment itself. You, you can say to yourself, they were here. They were right here in this place. And seeing the physical environment, it gives the mind that kind of completes the picture. The vibrations are much more important, but, but to be able to see the physical environment where these things took place, it really begins to, to awaken something in yourself and to lift you out of the ordinary. You know, again, being on pilgrimage, you get to leave it all behind. And those of us who are leading the pilgrimage uh, were able to leave less behind uh, because we had to pay attention to all the logistics and that. But when you're, when you're uh, a free and clear pilgrim, you can really leave behind the aspects of your being that, that are usually intruding on your awareness. And you can just be. And you can, it's like you can be much more open to the vibrations 
that are, are there to be opened to. And so that's what everybody on this trip, all 33 of us, were really striving to do day in and day out. And it was a, a beautiful experience. Different people were able to tune in in different places because you know, you're just, everything's on a slightly different wavelength. Every person is a slightly different wavelength. But I think everybody finds your place or a few of your places where you just feel, I could stay here for a long, long time because it reminds me it makes, helps me feel more of who I am, more of who I, I've always been. And that's what, what pilgrimage is all about. So when we, um, when we try to tune in on, it, on a deeper level, we can get our prayers just just acquire a power. They, require an, they acquire an intimacy that, uh, and a realism that isn't always there. And it was just before we left on the pilgrimage, somebody uh, emailed me a, a brief quotation from Swami Kriyananda's book, The Essence of the Bhagavad Gita. And I want to share it with you. It said, Withdraw deeply to your own center. Then think of someone who lived long ago and focus your mind at his center. You'll see that from your center to his, a connection forms as if you were, your two islands, seemingly separated by ocean water, were connected more deeply by the earth underneath. Everyone who is not you is simply your own deeper self, manifested differently in a different form, and even at different times. So I'd like to take you through a little bit of an extended exercise, kind of um, flowing on the, the momentum of this, of this pilgrimage and the pilgrims who've come back to, to their homes here and see if we can tune into Jesus' reality a bit more and use that reality to, to, to tuck in to touch into our reality a little bit deeper and give strength, give power to our own individual prayer. So take a moment to close your eyes and think of of a personal prayer that you would like to offer. Something you really, really want in your life. Now read that same quotation specialized to Jesus. Withdraw deeply to your own center and think of Jesus and focus your mind at his center. You will see that from your center to his a connection forms as if your two selves seemingly separated by time and space, are connected more deeply by the underlying reality of your beings, the underlying unity of your beings. For he is simply your own deeper self, manifested differently in a different form 
and at a different time. But yourself, nonetheless. And feel that his knowledge of his divine nature is flowing into you. Helping you feel your divine nature. From that feeling, from that faith, for that's what it is, faith, begin to make your prayer demand. Over and over, repeat it from your heart. Lifting it up to the spiritual eye and offering it out to God over and over. Try to feel as a backdrop to your prayer these words of Paramahansa Yogananda. An unceasing demand for anything mentally whispered with unflinching zeal and unflagging courage and faith develops into a dynamic power which so influences the entire behavior of conscious, subconscious, and superconscious powers of man that the desired object is gained. A mental whisper to achieve its object must be undaunted by reverses and unceasing in its inner performance. Then it will materialize. And this is where we come to the Gita reading from today, of the importance of holding on, of staying focused, staying concentrated, and repeating the prayer with deeper and deeper concentration, not letting the mind stray. Just go deeper and deeper into your prayer, but with relaxation. Yogananda said, most people become extremely nervous or tense when they're trying to accomplish something that means a great deal to them. Anxious, nervous activities do not draw the power of God. But continuous, calm, powerful use of the will shakes the forces of creation and brings a response from the infinite. The germ of success in whatever you want to accomplish is in your willpower. Willpower is what makes you divine. And as you continue your repetition of your prayer, add one more element. Devotion. Devotion to God, to God within you, within Jesus, within everyone. Just think of devotion as a natural expression of your own faith. Of course you'd be devoted to what you really are. And feel your prayer coming out of that devotion, which comes out of that faith, which comes out of your own essential nature. 
nothing else. Just continue with your loving prayer demand. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. And I was reading uh, something else that Yogananda wrote, and he quoted the Indian scriptures, which say that if you will just keep your, your mind intensely with devotion on God for 24 hours, one day and one night, that's all. So the scriptures say, if you will do that, God will respond. 24 hours. That's not very long. It may not be easy to stay intensely devoted for that amount of time. It may not be easy to just keep your mind focused for that amount of time. But 24 hours is how close. How close it is to what we can do. So I'd like to close with one last quotation from Yogananda. God is not a mute, unfeeling being. He is love itself. If you know how to meditate to make contact with him, he will respond to your loving demands. You do not have to plead. You can demand as his child. But which of you will spend the necessary time? Which of you will persist until you become so concentrated that you receive an answer from him? May we all persist and receive. Bless you.